0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time for some Hancock and Kelly. We've got left. We've got right. I'm going to throw some pitches right down the middle and see where they land. (laughs) Let's start with what happened yesterday. In a speech in Pennsylvania, former President Trump fought back against a speech earlier this week by President Biden. Trump called Biden an enemy of the state for his attacks on Trump and the MAGA Republicans. Guys, are we in uncharted waters here with a sitting president and the most recent president duking it out in public? Is there is there a precedent for this? Michael, I'll start with you.
2: Well, no, obviously there's no precedent. Uh, this is The world we live in in a post-Donald Trump presidency, which uh, is always just attack, attack, attack. I think the current president was trying to make a point that if you're out trying to overturn the election or calling for violence against those who uh, are in law enforcement, including the FBI, that it's wrong. It's un-American. It's traitorous. Um, I understand people may be upset with Joe Biden's speech, but boy, it takes a... uh, it takes a huge leap to say he's behaving uh, worse than Donald Trump. And that's just not the case.
0: But what was he trying to accomplish with that speech, with the whole backdrop, the darkness and the red? What was he trying to accomplish? Yeah,
2: I don't know too much about the backdrop, uh, <laughs> but in terms of uh, what he said, I think he's getting on the record. About the fact that we have a lot of domestic violence uh, in, the, in our own country that could come as a result of politics. And it's being encouraged by a former president and a group of folks, MAGA Republicans, who follow him. And I think that was the, the main point of what he was trying to say. He's getting on record and saying this type of behavior is ultimately going to end very badly.
0: One more follow up before I get to you, John. Um- My question is, though, is is the current president spending too much energy on the former president when we have inflation the way it is and all the other issues we have in the country right now?
2: Well, I think the former president uh, still to this point has a death grip on the Republican Party, and that's uh, 70 million people who voted for him. Um, And I think Joe Biden is trying to lay a foundation of one, it's problematic if you're out against the. The rule of law or democracy. And two, I think he's making the case for the Democrats in the midterm elections. And uh, I think it could be a pretty successful
1: year for the Democrats.
0: John, your rebuttal on uh, what happened this week.
1: Well, the Biden speech was clearly political, and it was delivered in such a way to, to gin up the Democrat base two months before the midterm elections. That speech could have been delivered a lot differently. Uh, He could have taken Trump's name out of it, could have talked about the principles of democracy uh, and not made it so personal and so uh, pointed. And, you know, it was a political speech. I thought it was inappropriate to do it in prime time. As for the rhetoric, the rhetoric's bad in this country. And Donald Trump uh, is certainly partly, if not mostly, to blame. Uh, and the Democrats are walking right into that trap. I, I don't think ultimately the American people in, in Moss appreciate the, this kind of tone in our politics. And what I'm afraid is happening, Scott, is that uh, fewer voters are participating. They're just, they're just tuning it all out and feeling it to be a waste of time. That's not good for the republic.
0: Well, let me ask you a similar question to uh, the one I asked Michael is the Republican Party spending too much energy on Donald Trump at this point?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and and I think our candidates, for the most part, are trying to focus in on the problems that are facing the country. Look, we've got an economic situation in this country that's not good, and you know, we may very well be in the middle of a recession right now. We've not seen one of those in uh, a couple of decades, and so and, and that affects everybody. High cost, inflation, that's a tax on everybody. And I think looking at at addressing those problems and fielding solutions to them, I think, is a much better path forward. Focusing on the past in politics is rarely a good strategy.
0: Well, back to your point about voters. I'll start with you, Michael. Where do you think this is headed in terms of the midterm elections coming up in November?
2: Well, I think the Democrats uh, should be having a very poor history has shown us that they should probably lose control of the United States Senate and potentially the United States House, uh, simply because that's uh, how it goes when a president's in office. That, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think the United States Senate is going to stay in Democratic hands, primarily because of the candidates that Donald Trump has supported, in particular uh, uh, Georgia and Pennsylvania two seats that the Republicans needed to win. And if we continue to see the margins and gap close in the House, it could be just a couple of seats one way or the other. So Donald Trump likely going to cost the Republicans for sure control of the United States Senate and potentially the House.
0: John, do you think Republicans are going to come out uh, with a bit of anger here, especially over the most recent uh, student loan thing and go to the polls and try to support Republican candidates?
1: Generally, I think that's the case, Scott, and I fully expect, given, given the state of the country, given the president's current approval rating, given redistricting that just took place, and so these will all be new congressional districts, I think the House is a, a gimme for Republicans. I don't think the margin will be as big as I would have said two months ago. I think the Dobbs decision, uh, particularly in the suburbs, is going gonna, is gonna to be a challenge for the GOP. The Senate is a very difficult needle to thread, uh, given the fact that Michael's right about Georgia and uh, Pennsylvania having candidates, GOP candidates there that don't look particularly strong. Ohio is kind of in the crossfire right now, and that would be a state that would I wouldn't have conceived we could have lost Ohio. I still think we, we could win. I still think we will win it, but I mean it's certainly in play. So the Senate's going to be a challenge. I think the House goes Republican, and we have divided government for the next two years.
0: Well, what do we think about the two big issues that people have uh, glommed onto over the past few months in terms of driving votes? One is the abortion rights issue. The other is student loan forgiveness. Both have made people angry depending on where they sit. So I'm wondering which issue do you think will drive more voters to the polls?
1: Well, the abortion issue um, is fairly well established. In other words, people that have been voting pro-choice have been voting Democrat for many decades and vice versa for pro-lifers voting Republican. I do think that having the policy change by overturning Roe will motivate more Democrats, particularly in the suburbs, particularly women. Uh, And I think, well, I've seen the polling data across the country. It is going to provide uh, uh, an uptick for Democratic candidates. The student loan issue is one that I think a lot of people. Well, it's fundamentally unfair, uh, you know, for people who either have paid off their loans or for families where parents have saved and sacrificed and paid for their kids' education so as not to settle them with, saddle them with debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a real slap in the face, and so I think there will be there'll be ample outrage, if you will, uh, on both sides of that coin.
0: And Michael, some final thoughts from you.
2: Yeah, I think that the abortion issue, uh, we've seen it play out now in Kansas and in New York. We know that that is not something that Democrats are motivated to show up, and independents for that matter. And I think that the student loan issue could bring out youth voters, uh, younger voters in particular. You know, we see them show up in presidential elections. Rarely do we see them show up and uh, all cycle elections like we're going to have in November. Uh, and I think it could be a discriminator of bringing new voters and young voters to the ballot box, which would be supportive of the Democrats. I'm, I'm looking for a pretty good year for Democrats in November when what should have been uh, a red tidal wave.
0: All right, Michael Kelly, John Hancock, thanks so much for joining me on Total Information AM. Thanks, you- Scott.